0: Uh, before we get started, yeah. uh, there are there language stipulations? I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that to you. I've listened to a bunch of the episodes. We can say we're going to fuck with one. Yeah.
1: You're fine. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens.
2: This is Heather Michelle from Grave Shadow. This is Bill from Stryker. This is Charlotte from Delane.
1: This is Drog from Winter Hym, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast.
2: Welcome to the podcast, Metal fans. We're excited to share with you an interview with uh, another set of exciting, cutting-edge musicians. I'm here with Hunter Carell and Stephen Cachado from Kentucky Alka stagecoach Inferno. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today on The Great Metal Debate. Yeah, oh, thanks, thanks for, for having, us. having
0: us, man. We're stoked to be here.
2: <laughs> We're here in Louisville, Kentucky at the New Vintage, evening of the release of your debut CD, A Town Called Atonement. How does it feel for you guys to be here? Too fucking long to wait, but
0: we're happy it's here. <laughs> uh, it hasn't really hit me yet. I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> no, where it's uh, it's been a long time coming, and we're mostly just excited to to get it out finally. You know.
1: And I'll say this: like you know, we're we're not even halfway or a half hour before bands start, and we've already got nothing but friends hanging out of the show. So it's gonna I mean, be it's just a big o- party, it's a big old party. Yeah, it's
2: gonna be fun. Yeah, I was back here with you guys back in, like, May when Winterham was here as well. Yeah, and
0: an awesome show. It
2: was an awesome show, but there are more people waiting around right now before the show than there were at that show, so <laughs> should be an exciting evening. They're
0: here, they're here for Winterham. Yeah, they're here for Winterham, <laughs> and they're going to fucking leave. That's how it should be.
2: <laughs> well, I do actually want to ask about that because uh, you're playing the bill with Winterham once again. you will have a long relationship with Winterham? How'd that start? I mean, ah. it's,
0: it's been several years now. We, we played it was on a powerfest build, powerfest 2 yeah, right since since he powerfest um it, we shared the bill with winter him that's where we all sort of met right well i think
1: they played with stagecoach before steven and i were in the band but uh that was that was powerfest 2 was where winter him learned how dangerous it was to try to keep up with us drinking <laughs> and then that cemented our friendship
0: <clears throat> yeah uh yeah we uh, we you know kind of all became friends through that show and a couple subsequent visits and i was kind of going to each other's uh shows in cincy and louisville and it's uh it's always fun to play with them and they've only gotten better since we've seen them they're just they're on the way up and it's their their latest record's phenomenal oh, if you'll have not listen to it um so uh do that
2: yeah well, let's talk about you guys. And if you, uh, before we talk about a town named Atonement, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about your respective backgrounds. How did you each get into music?
0: oh uh, you want you want me to start it? Do you want to start it? Oh, I guess I'll start. Right. So, I don't know. I I didn't grow up with around music really. Um, when I was a, a kid in, in middle school and early high school and stuff, I tried every sport and activity and club and whatever. Nothing really stuck, and and finally, you know. I heard, it, I credit to, I heard ACDC on the radio and I was like, man, that's the coolest shit I've ever heard. I want to do that. Uh, told my parents I to learn guitar. They're like, okay, this is just the next thing. Uh, but I kept bothering them about it and they got me some lessons and uh, that's the one that stuck and I'm still doing that, it turns out.
2: <laughs> How about you, Hunter?
1: Uh, I'll say this, like this, this summer, Mark, my 23rd year playing bass, I've been doing it more than anything else in my life outside of masturbation. I think those started right around the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> masturbation in private, playing bass in pro- public, either way, I'm servicing though, myself, right? I'm servicing <laughs> myself. But, uh, you know, I've been in a lot of bands. Uh, you know, I started out on like death and grind metal super early. Like when, uh, uh Napalm Death's Utopia Banish came out, my mind was blown. And I was like, I don't know, seven or eight. And I was like, <laughs> well, I want to listen to more of this. This is amazing. And, and, you know, my dad's a Southern Baptist. He was like, I don't understand it, but we'll just keep on buying it for him, whatever.
0: Hunter's way more metal than me. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: also, I'm bald, and you have beautiful long locks. But uh, uh, I will say, like, it's been a long time coming that I've been lucky enough to have such a good group of dudes to be in a band with. I've never been this close and friends with band members before. And I've been in, I think this is like 17th, 18th band. So I'm fucking stoked, man. This is my
0: first band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm only in this band because Hunter and I became co workers. And he had recently joined Stagecoach and asked me if I wanted to audition. And I did. And, you know, the rest is history. But uh while he's in his high teens as far as bands go, I played my first legitimate gig with this band and it was the first date <laughs> the first of date, the, date the first of
1: the first tour, first tour that
0: we played with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and this fucker was a rock star from the outset. I hate him for
0: oh, that. You Fuck you, it. Steven. Oh, you stopped.
2: I had to work so hard for my rock stardom. <laughs> I first saw this band back I guess opening for Primal Fear. Were you guys yeah, were, yeah, were yeah, you guys yeah, I, think yeah, you yeah. I think you had yeah. Well, now, the
1: fact that you asked us that
2: obviously means that we weren't memorable yet.
1: <laughs> but we've become memorable. So thank you, Rob. We appreciate that.
2: You guys have been playing the local scene, shows like uh, Opening for Primal Fear and other places around here for quite some time. What are your thoughts about the local scene here in Louisville and then just the Midwest?
0: The local scene's tight as hell. Uh, there are so many talented bands, metal and punk and hardcore and and you know other shit beyond that you know there's a lot of great local talent in this town and uh i didn't realize that until i started playing around here myself and kind of getting into the scene um i I work at a music store here in town and a lot of what i run into on the general public is kind of cover band stuff and it's sort of lame uh i don't know i just not a lot of people know about the original music in this town unless you're playing original music in this town. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that expand some, but I, I've seen it firsthand. There's great music in Louisville.
1: Well, and, and I'll say, like, I've played in this scene off and on for 10 years, in Louisville specifically, but regionally for, you know, 15. And uh, what I've noticed is that we are sitting in the midst of a major renaissance for, like, Midwest heavy metal. you got bands like War Curse, Automaton. Uh, I, mean, I don't even throw Vector in there even though they're ab- way 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 above us You know but, but they're fucking amazing there are just so many good bands that we as stagecoach it, it's hard for us because we constantly have to say dude we would love to play with you <laughs> but I have to work that night <laughs> holy fuck you want to play with us fuck somebody else has to work like it, it's a good problem to have we don't have to we have to pick and cut down a whittled list of who
2: we want to play shows with rather than the other way good problem to have one of the things that differentiates you all from some of those other amazing bands that you mentioned is just kind of the the look and aesthetic that you all have that harkens (laughs) back to the
0: hardest gimmick uh well that that actually comes down to the it's it's hilarious you ask us this the only non-original members of the band (laughs) um but it, it basically brennan And, and Tom were, were kind of sitting around wanting to start a power metal band and, you know, it's all demons and wizards and, and more European style folk fantasy and folklore and stuff. And they were like, well, what can we do? That's American. And uh Cowboys came up and there was no discussion <laughs> after that. That's it. That's, that's it. That was that was the that was the answer. And you know, Hunter and I come along several years later as as potential members and I, I heard the the shtick and I was like, Oh that sounds badass. <laughs> yeah, it's mean, fucking awesome. <laughs> that's that's
1: what that's what hooked me. You know, I ran into Brennan at the Mag Bar here in Louisville and he's like, Holy shit, I haven't seen you in years, blah blah blah. And he's like, hey, do you want to play in a band? And I was like, I guess. What's the band? And he says, well, we're like kind of thrash metal, kind of power metal, but it's Wild West name. And I said, I'm fucking in. Done.
0: Well, yes. There's so much from that that folklore and from all the spaghetti westerns. You know, the music is so iconic. The visuals are so iconic. The the stories are, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to draw material from all that. It's
2: so fun. So... Uh, Having seen you a number of times, it doesn't seem gimmicky. For the audience member, it makes sense, what you're doing.
1: It's not good. gimmicky because it doesn't <laughs> seem that way. It's gimmicky because we're too lazy to make it gimmicky. <laughs> like, we cut our
0: sleeves off. That's not very Wild Western, but we make it seem Wild Western. You know, it's we, we joke, but we, we do try to take the, the elements of that whole folklore and ideology and stuff and, and mix it with legitimate... Riffs and an actual metal that we would all want to listen to, even if it wasn't themed, um, and then throw in you know little little pieces and 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 flavors of of that kind of wild west sort of aesthetic. And thank you for saying that because that's exactly what we're trying to do—is <laughs> not make it seem like it fucking sucks. <laughs>
2: Let's talk a little bit about how you're applying that on the new album, uh, Town Called Atonement. Uh, I understand this is, it's like a concept album, but at the same time, there are some songs you've been playing for a long time. How does that work?
0: From the get go, it was a concept. It's, yeah. it, there's a, a very linear story in this album. And none, none of which Hunter and I had any part <laughs> in writing. Honestly, nope. um, mu- musically we had you know we were able to contribute ideas, but as far as the story was was written mostly by Tom mm-hmm. uh, uh, long one. long before we ever joined. But uh, if you follow the lyrics, and you, there's a story, and coming out at some point soon, hopefully it took longer than we we hoped it would to write, but there is actually a sort of dime novel novella. Pulp Fiction Booklet That's coming out That actually Details the story In in prose And uh, It's uh, looking to be A lot of fun for, for our fans To read And follow along With it And although we aren't Like
1: part of the Writing process Steven and I You know we Tom's let us Read snippets of it Because we're part of the band
0: And I can't wait
1: I oh, it's love awesome. it it's, it's
0: awesome It's exciting But yeah the, the, the album is a concept And the next one Will be a continuation Of this story the
2: album was recorded here in Louisville. What was that process like?
0: Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Slow. Uh yeah, we, we like did. hunters love making. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Drunk okay. and slow. Drunk slow and sad. We uh, so you know, yeah, go yeah go go
1: ahead. Uh, we did the drums uh, at a studio that isn't functioning anymore here in Louisville called Butchertown Pub Studios with uh, some good friends of mine. They were amazing amazing. Uh, to work with, and the room sounded fucking amazing. Drums sounded good. But poor Tom had a whopping three days to track drums. That was it. That's all we had a budget for. And then everything else, uh, mainly me and then with Brendan helping out, engineered the entirety, guitars,
0: bass, and all the vocal stuff in our practice space. Our shitty, like, industrial building basement practice space. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, we, we did an Indiegogo campaign, but that wasn't to buy me gear. That was to pay for... You know, our friend Nicole that did the album artwork, that's amazing. to pay to actually press the album and, you know, advertise it the way we want to. At we we recorded everything in-house and spent as little money as possible, and you can tell. And
0: for, fortunately, <laughs> our, our dear friend Zach Denham, who uh, ended up mixing and mastering the record, uh,
2: you know, made it sound good.
0: <laughs> that turd quite nicely.
2: Yeah. So, having played some of these uh, songs for some time, did they undergo a significant change in the studio, or was it more about cleaning it up and and putting the uh, icing on the cake, so to speak uh,
0: in in the studio? More about cleaning it up and putting the icing on the cake. Now, there was a an extensive period before we got into the studio that we uh, we added parts, we changed parts, we wrote, we rewrote parts, lyrics in particular went under uh, underwent a a pretty heavy uh, change, you know, and uh, once he got in there, it's more about just playing it right Execution. And, and not fucking it up. You'd be the judge of whether we did that or not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we I mean, a funny addendum to that, you know, we, we programmed the entire album in Guitar Pro, which is just like songwriting software, and it wasn't until we did that that I realized that the vocal line for the verse to Soul Belcher was out of key. And I was like, holy shit. So I have to relearn a whole vocal line, rewrite a whole vocal line, and the vocal line you hear on the album wasn't written from the stage. It was written from a computer.
0: (laughs) Well, and so many of those songs were written or mostly written before Hunter or I ever joined the band. So it was, when when I joined, me in particular, it was show up learn the songs because we had a tour coming up you know it was that's pretty good that's mostly the, that's mostly right that's yeah. let's, let, let's go to the next thing you know so we never really some of those things we didn't really uh, tighten up as much as we should have uh so once we finally programmed the the actual notation into a computer program it was like that's not i'm not playing that that way is that what you're doing i'm not doing that at all uh so, <laughs> Let's stop the train wreck from happening. <laughs> Let's fix
1: this real quick.
2: Well, you guys alluded to the next album that you say may also be a concept album. What have you all done any writing or work on that so far? And, and I'm curious about your all's input on that next album. Uh, I'll, I'll say this: um, the the two songs that
1: Steve and I had the strongest influence on were the last two songs in the album. And one hammer thing... and tongs and restless spirits. You, by the way, thank you. Um, and one thing that we noticed as a group of individuals and musicians was we love how we write together when we are writing to the story specifically like this song okay this is the bombastic like last scene big fight that's what hammer and tongs is that's why it's so crazy and weird there's that weird spot in the middle it's all part of the story and so what we are proactively going to be doing is you know skeletoning out the story to where then we write the songs to the story we've got some riffs laying around though
0: yeah, after because uh, when when we joined, it was it started off by learning the songs the band already had completed, obviously. But then Hammer and Tongs and Restless Spirits were largely incomplete, so it was it was very collaborative between the four of us finishing those up, and it was a lot of fun. We're extremely happy with those songs, so yeah, we're going to storyboard the next album and write songs to fit the the mood. And the plot of each little separate chapter of that, and we're we're very pumped uh, to get going on that after the the turn of the year, and we kind of finish up with this. And i getting get this album out, you know, just getting it off our chest. <laughs>
2: that was going to be my next question. After Louisville recovers from the night of debauchery, what's next for you guys the rest of the year and, and any plans, uh, media plans for early 2017? Uh, uh, probably
1: a nap. Uh, big naps. <laughs> a lot of carbohydrates tomorrow morning. Uh, but uh, December 17th, we've got our fourth annual uh, Sleeveless Ugly Christmas Sweater show. And then uh, New Year's Eve, oh, I'm sorry, December 30th, uh, we're playing in Cincinnati with Automaton and Dynamite Thunder Punch and Split the Abyss. And then December 31st, we're playing the, the craziest drunken debauchery show we've played in Louisville probably ever with our friends of Mouth to Mouth. Uh, Boner City, Dick Titty, Blood Punch, and uh, Blind Scryer.
2: It's gonna You're be... just making up some of those names.
0: <laughs> These bands aren't real. No, they're fantastic. Um, and then in January, we've got our alter egos, Stagecoach and Fuego, playing a, an acoustic version of, a, of our set, which is excellent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, a lot of opportunities for fans who check out this album to see you guys subsequently.
0: That's, oh, yeah. that's kind of the idea. We got it done. Let's get out and let people know about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Awesome. Before we let you go, tell fans how they can purchase music and merchandise, including this new album, A Town Called Atonement, from Stagecoach Inferno. Uh, firstly, if you see our
1: shirts out in the street, in the wild, as it were, beat that person up and steal the shirt. That's the cheapest way to get our merch, but obviously, if you see any of us around town, we have the merch on us because we're, we're schlocks and we're, we're horse but... <laughs> Uh, if you go on iTunes, if you go on our Bandcamp camp, stagecoachinferno.bandcamp.com. If you go on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, we've got hundreds of online retailers that we have our music accessible to. So pretty much if you type in Stagecoach Inferno, A Town Called Atonement, you'll be able to buy it.
2: Well, guys, I am so excited about this evening. I know it's been a long time coming for you all, so I'm excited for you all to get up there on stage and play the music and see people buying the album. Congratulations to you, and uh, best of luck.
0: Thanks so much. And remember, let's get fucking rowdy. Out!